Welcome, 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 everybody, to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Eric Compton, a.k.a. Mr. Town Business, a.k.a. Money Compton, uh, a.k.a. Mr. Bad Guy. This show is available on all platforms, wherever you get your podcasts. We're there. Google, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Anchor, um, just to name a few. If you can't find us, Google us, S-P-O-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S. You can also find us on the Twitterverse. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at Money Compton. You can also find the website. Shout out to the plug for putting this together on the website. That's S-P-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S.com. Um, you know, I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Um, I hope, I don't know if y'all still eating leftovers. Yo, at what point is it enough is enough on the leftovers? Email the show, man. Um, is it three days? Is it two days? Because today is Monday. That's about four days after Thanksgiving. And I just had my... I don't know, however, umpteenth plate of leftovers I had for lunch today. So, um, shout out to my beautiful queen for hooking up the entire spread for Thanksgiving. This is probably the first Thanksgiving in a long time where I didn't do nothing but show up in my James Brown bathrobe and I threw down. So, um, shout out to my beautiful queen and the family in between that made this Thanksgiving a memorable one. Um, but yeah, everything was great. But yeah, email the show because uh, I need to know what's the rule. What's the rule? And when you got to be like, yo, eat. That's enough leftovers, bruh. Because um, I'm, I'm still smashing leftovers. So I don't know if that means we just had too much food or if that means that I just love leftovers. I don't know. Everybody in my family tell me I'm the I'm the garbage disposal when it comes down to leftovers anyway. So it is what it is. So uh, yeah, so I hope everybody had a great, great Thanksgiving. Um, but let's Before that, we're going to get into it. Um, we're going to talk about these week 12 winners and losers like we do every week, like we've been doing for the whole entire football season. And, you know, first first set of winners I'm going to give is my, my hometown team or my hometown team. My, my Well, they are my hometown team that transported and PCS over here to Las Vegas with me. So the Las Vegas Raiders, which is still weird for me to say, um, but that's what they are. Um <clears throat> But the, the Raiders, they they I I just knew they were gonna be dead as disco coming into um, Arlington, going over to AT&T Stadium. I just knew that the Cowboys was gonna have an all-you-can-eat buffet with with the Raiders. But it turned out to be, I believe, one of the highest-rating watched games in, in, in since 1990, as far as, as far as Thanksgiving games goes. So it seems like there was a lot of eyeballs on this game. Why I don't know. It was probably one of the most ugliest games that was probably ever played on thanksgiving um it was just it was it was bad uh, i wouldn't say it was bad but lots of penalties i think there was about 28 combined penalties the raiders i believe went three for 13 on third down itself um the cowboys had over 100 both teams had over 100 some yard some 100 some odd yards in penalty yards as well um which made it a very i want to say an ugly game but a very nullified game it was very very hard to watch for me at least it, it was hard but <clears throat> Derek Carr um, did his thug dizzle um, with a whole bunch of no-name receivers outside of Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson wanted to be, you know, he wanted to run in the right direction um, and, and, and and catch a bomb for 50-some-odd yards for a touchdown. So, it, it, you know, it's giving, it's giving us Raiders fans a little bit of hope that, you know, that they can maybe sneak into the playoffs. They're still, they're still in the thick of, th- the thick of, thick and thin of things. They're still in it. 
um, they're right outside looking in. Um, it doesn't help that the Broncos beat the Chargers yesterday, um, but they're 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 in the middle of things. Uh, they're in the middle. They they can still make things happen. So uh, Derek Carr led the way, and it, to me, this shows more of the Raiders winning as opposed to the Cowboys losing. I think Cow the Cowboys have lost three in a row now, um, but they're still leading in a sorry NFC East division. Um, so that means the Cowboys should be able to wrap this up in a, within the next two to three weeks, in my opinion. Um, I think that they'll be able to come back, and I believe they played New Orleans this this Thursday, which is weird that they played back to back Thursday games, but I mean, okay. Um, so and and the the Saints they're just depleted right now. They they don't have a real good quarterback. They don't have too much anything outside of Alvin Kamara. Um, you know, so the Raiders they did their thing. I'm I'm surprised by this. I'm very very surprised actually, and I'm very happy that they they didn't go in there and they didn't get blown out. Um, and they, they buckled down and got it together. So shout out to the Raiders. Um, my next, my next set of, my next game ball goes to the Patriots, New England Patriots, man, they, they, they coming up y'all. They, 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 they squeaking in and they're, they're, they're turning up. They're turning up right at the right moment. I believe they won five in a row, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and they beat the, they beat a very, very good Titans, Titans team, um, a Titans team that a lot of people still had them in the AFC Championship, possibly a Super Bowl contending team, um, and they they made something happen. Mac Jones is probably, I mean, a lot of a lot of people have him as their uh, offensive rookie of the year. I still might have Jamar Chase as my offensive rookie of the year just by a squeak, but that's not to take that's not to take anything away from what Mac Jones is doing right now. Um, it looks like him and Kendrick Bourne have, have come up with a nice little chemistry. They got a nice little rapport where Kendrick Bourne was able to catch a couple of touchdowns yesterday. So, um, yeah, it, it, it looks like they might be on to something. Um, J.C. Jackson is, is, I mean, he was a ball hawk last year. And he's a ball hawk again this year. I believe J.C. Jackson's got another seven interceptions right behind um, Trayvon Diggs of the uh, Dallas Cowboys. So, they, they are coming on at the right time. Um, I want to say I wrote off the Patriots. Um, I just guess we kind of forgot about them. And I know with them having a whole bunch of flip players last season that weren't that chose to sit out due to COVID that are now back as well. So, um, you know, the, they, they look good. They look very, very good. Their, their, their defense is very, very good. They're playing very, very, they're playing football at a high IQ level, which means that they're probably not going to be the most talented team on the field, but they're going to be the one that's going to work hard and they're going to be able to outsmart you. And I think that's what the Bill Belichick moniker was the first, I don't know, two or three championships that he won. He knew he didn't have the most talent on the field, but he was going to be able to outwork you. Um, This team definitely reminds me of that 2001 um Patriots team that beat the the St. Louis Rams at the time so just a team that just had a whole bunch of blue uh blue collar workers who came in with the hard hats on with the lunch pails um that looked like union workers and they were just ready to just chip away and do what they need to do to win so it looks like this team is doing the same thing as again and, and and they're getting hot at the right time the AFC East is a lot better than it has been so they're still not a you know still got Buffalo who smoked the Saints the other day um you still got a Miami team that's somehow trying to shit you know get their ship right and then they, they look like they're about to fly right as well um even at five and seven they haven't played that bad um so they're not out of the woods yet but they are getting hot at the right time and yo the Patriots might be able to get the top seed in AFC in the AFC to get that uh, week, that one week by. Uh, remember, 
folks that the two top seeds don't get by. It's, it's only the top seed. So it's going to be very, very interesting. But I'm, I'm looking at the Patriots and this team, they might get a deep run in the playoffs. My next set of game balls goes to the Cincinnati Bengals. Hey, man, I've been trying to tell y'all. I've been trying to tell y'all since week one, this team ain't no joke. This team is not to be slept on. And once again, this team just showed me that they are the real deal. Um, Granted, they beat up a very, like I said last week, the Pittsburgh Steelers are a very young, old team. And Ben Roethlisberger, they shouldn't have brought him back this year. I mean, he just looks like... Grady from San Francisco just moving around and just looks old and just tired and just just a guy who's been on 15 deployments is just trying to get and just he's just there trying to get another check um, is what it looks like to me and he's holding he's really holding this team back um, I, I thought last week they they, they were gonna you know turn it turn it around with you know with the block punt I believe a, a, a fumble last week but you know that was against a, a mediocre team in the Chargers they they beat a, a Bears team that's mediocre. Um, so the, I don't know what, this, what to make of the Steelers, but what I do know what to make of the Bengals, they've played every game hard. I mean, they haven't had, I mean, outside of the loss against the Jets, they haven't had any bad games. Um, I know the Jets was just a game that just, they just stunk it up, and I hope they didn't even watch film on that. They just threw the tape away and just kept pushing. Um, but yeah, the Bengals are, are the real deal. They had a pick six, and you know, you got, you look like, there's looks like there's a changing of the guards right now. You got the Bengals who have been at the bottom of the barrel for it's practically my whole entire life. Um, if you think about it, um, they, they've been one of the, the, the you know bottom of the barrel teams, but they play very, very good hard. They play good defense. They got Joe Mixon. Shout out to the Bay Area from Joe Mixon um, making it happen. They got Jamar Chase. They got Joe Bor- Burrow. Um, they got a night at T Higgins. Uh, they got it in the tight end. They got a nice set of skilled players on the offensive side of the ball defense the boys play hard and and giving up 10 points in nfl that ain't in today's nfl that ain't easy to come by that ain't easy to come by at all so um shout out to the Bengals and making that happen um because they they look like they might secure a spot in the playoffs and i'm telling you right now anybody who matches up with them boys it ain't gonna be an easy day and my net my other set of game balls oh man i just this is hard. I mean, this is hard for me to say, but at the same time, I'm kind of surprised. But I'm, I'm, you know, I'm looking at them like, oh, okay, they cooking with your fish grease right now. And that's the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers, they look like they onto something, and and you know, they got Debo Samuel, who I don't know if he plays running back, fullback, wide receiver, tied in. I mean, send this guy to be the quarterback or the or the kicker at this point. This man is just Mr. Do It All. The one man, the one man band shows what Debo Samuel is. Um, and, and now that George Kittle's gotten back, I know he had a very, very quiet game. This defense looked like it's, it's on, you know, it's, it's not the, the hot boys defense of the 2019 49ers, but this defense has gotten a lot better. Um, everyone's getting healthy at the same, at, right at the right time. Um, the only thing that help, that raises a little bit of reserve for me with the San Francisco 49ers is, is this a team that can play from behind? This is a team that knows how to play when it's tied or when they're up ahead but is this a team where is Jimmy Garoppolo going to be what hinders them from being able to play from behind and winning coming from behind and winning a game a lot of these games that they played they've been leading and they've kept the lead um so I'm very I don't know what the 
what the long-term deal is, especially at the quarterback position when you got um, Trey Lance, who's still the heir apparent, uh, who's going to inherit this team. But right now, Jimmy G, he's been he hasn't been turning the ball over. I mean, he's staying healthy, so you can't ask for no more than that. Don't turn the ball over and stay healthy. And that's exactly what the 49ers have been doing. That's what Jimmy G's been doing. And, you know, they've been smoking a lot of these teams um, outside of the fact that, you know, they had a little bit of a scare yesterday. Um, but they, they haven't played bad at all. Um, they've won a couple of games in a row. And they they might be able to uh, make some noise. I know Arizona is, is, is light years ahead right now in the NFC West. But you got the San Francisco 49ers going up and you got the L.A. Rams going back. Um, and that's one of my losers is the L.A. Rams. You can't lose three in a row. I granted that you guys, you know, the Rams went to Green Bay cold. You know, it's a Southern California team going into Wisconsin. That's not a good look. But still, at the same time, you know, this is what, you know, you know, this is a team that wants to go all in. They brought Matt Stafford. They got OBJ. They got Von Miller. Uh, I don't even think they got a first round draft pick for the rest of this decade. Um, that's how that's how much of a win now they're in right now. But they just don't. I don't know what their problem is. Um, I know Robert Woods being out has been a huge. Um, it set the team back a lot. And people don't realize that Robert Woods. OK, he's a wide receiver. Just put OBJ in where Robert Woods used to play. That's not how that's that's not how it works. you got the X, Y and Z, X, Y, Z receiver. So you got an X, Y and the Z, I believe, is used as slot. So depending on how they go. You know, OBJ doesn't play necessarily the same position um, as Robert Woods does. So I don't know what the deal is. Um, I feel like they don't really have a true identity right now with what what they want to be. Um, but they better hurry up and figure it out because, you know, there's only a couple of couple of more games before the playoffs start. And right now with San Francisco trending up and the Rams on a three game losing streak. I don't know if they can afford to give up any more games because one team's trending high and the other team's trending low. Um, so it all depends on how what Sean McVay wants to do. But this team, they, they got some soul searching to do right now. And, you know, a lot this team had it had it had it had it made the first eight, nine weeks of the season. And now they're running into a, a rough patch and they it's not it's not good. This, this isn't good at all. So. Um, that's one of my losers right now is the Rams, the Browns, jeez Louise, man, the, the Cleveland Browns, they, they, this is just a team that just, I don't know how many one hit wonder team people can you think of? This is a one hit wonder team. If I ever seen one, um, you know, and I'm going to keep it a buck, man. I, I, Baker Mayfield's not good. And I know he's banged up with a knee, a shoulder, ribs, back. Um, he looking like uh, the game operation where everything's just messed up with him. But even if he was 100% healthy, he's not a good quarterback. He's not that good. He, he's 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 a starting quarterback. Um, he's he's maybe a, a C-level quarterback as far as your A's, B's, and C's. Um, and, and and he's just he just stinks. Um, he's got he's very limited. He can he can't throw he can't drive the ball down the field. He has nobody to throw the ball to. Um, he's not accurate. He can't stretch plays and extend plays to, you know, a lot like Lamar Jackson. But the Browns, how do you give? How do you, how do you turn the ball? How are you able to have four takeaways and still lose the game? Like, how are you not able to capitalize on any of those four interceptions that Lamar Jackson threw last night? That's that's sad. That that's really sad. Um, so the Browns, you got to be one of the losers. Um, the Rams and my other one's gonna be um, 
the other one's going to be the Chargers. My, my other loser is the Chargers. Um, the Denver Broncos got to be the most inconsistent, most, I don't know what adjective you can use, inconsistent, interesting, they're all of the above. I don't know what to make of the Denver Broncos. I, I don't. I don't know if this is a good team. I don't know if they're a bad team, which makes it even worse because the Chargers was only able to put up 13 points against them. Um, so... You know, the Chargers, they stunk up the field, and that's two bad losses in a row where they just haven't looked good. Uh, or, I'm sorry, they won against Pittsburgh last week, and, and they should have beat Pittsburgh by a lot more than what they did. Um, granted that they had two, they turned the ball over two times, so they didn't have, you know, it ended up going down to the wire. And then they turn around and lay an egg against Denver in a division game. I don't, I don't know what to, I don't know what to make of the Chargers. So you got the Chargers and the Broncos, who are probably the most two inconsistent teams that I've ever seen. And mind you, the Denver Broncos are doing this with a iffy quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater. We all know that Drew, I mean Drew Lock had to get put out the game, you know, and they had to bring Teddy Teddy two Teddy two gloves back in. So I don't know what to make of the Denver Broncos, but the Chargers, to me, that you had a good win. You, you come off of a win like yet last week. This is a win that you can start building some momentum on. And you lay an egg. And I, and I don't even consider this being a trap game. I know it's a division game. But for them not to be able to, not even to be able to capitalize on this, it's just, it's just I don't know. I don't know what to make of the Chargers. But, all right, uh, it is what it is with them boys. But, yeah, the Broncos got to be the most interesting team out there in the league right now. I just, I don't know what to make of them. I don't know if they're good, if they're bad. I don't know. You know, E, what you think of the Broncos? I don't know, dog. So, there's that. And now, so, you know, I really don't talk about a lot about college football on my show. And, you know, there's a, you know, people always ask, ask me, you know, how come I don't talk about college football? And it's it's not necessarily because I don't want to or I don't. It's one thing is because where I'm from, um, we, you know, from the Bay Area. So, um you know, the Bay Area, we don't necessarily really have college football. Yes, we got Cal, Cal Berkeley, we got Stanford, but I mean, it's not really a big thing um, where we're from. It's just, it's not a big deal. So that's one of the reasons why I don't talk about college football. And number two, it's the same teams that are always in the college football playoffs. Um, Bama, uh, you got Bama, probably another team from the SEC, which would be Georgia. It's been Clemson, which Clemson's not going to be this year. Um, and then you also got either Ohio State, and then you probably got a little team, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and then maybe like Oregon that, that's able to get in every now and then. But, yo, this this past weekend, this kind of got my attention, and, and I think this might change some things, and it's also interesting. And that's one of the University of South Southern California, USC, um, back, you know, this was a team that was that was running the, running college football about almost 15 years ago, you know, with, with Matt Liner, Reggie Bush, um, that whole crew, they won two in a row and should have um, barely, almost came to came close to winning a third championship in a row. Um, but yeah, they they haven't really been anything since that, that heyday with Pete Carroll over there. Um, but somehow they were able to scoop up Lincoln Riley out of Oklahoma, which was, you know, the, the, the most oddball, I want to see the most unexpected or the most surprising move possibly that's going to happen in in, in in this whole offseason you still got a couple of openings with florida still having an opening uh, as well as lsu having an opening as well so it, it left a, it it made it interesting that he chose usc 
out of anybody, especially with Oklahoma going to the SEC in about three years. So does that mean, so to me, I think this is a big deal. I think that Lincoln Riley has, he's proved enough. Um, he's he's going to have an, enough, bo- just as much boosters at uh, USC as he did in Oklahoma. He's got a great alumni uh, pedigree out there. And, and this is going to be opening it up to probably make the, back, the Pac-12 reputable again. Um, for the longest time, it's been the Pac-12 hasn't done anything. They haven't done nothing. Um, you probably have Oregon every now and then that, that kind of slips in. But they they laid an egg against Utah, which they play against Utah in the Pac-12 championship this Friday. So this is probably, a, I don't know if this is going to bring USC back to the heyday, but it definitely opens up a lot for the recruiting class uh, that that's coming up in, the, in this year. As well as how does this, how does it, how does this affect Oklahoma? I know right now they got Bob Stoops, of all people, who was the former coach, uh, who stepped away abruptly, coming back to coach the remainder of the season for Oklahoma. So does Bob Stoops stay until, you know, they move to the SEC where they'll be more established? I don't know, but I think this is a big deal. Um, This is a huge deal, in my opinion. So be on the lookout for that. Um, You know, like I said, I don't really talk a lot about college football, but this caught my eye and I thought that this may change the the landscape just a tad bit where it's going to be a little bit more wide open, I think, for um, for for more teams. So um, I I like it. You know, I hope that this is something that can kind of jumpstart college football and kind of change it from what it is to what it what it has been the last seven six or seven years however long they've had this um college football playoff system um which i always call it the university alabama invitational because at this point it's usually just somebody against alabama always in the national championship so um we'll see we'll see how this ends up happening but i i I like i like the move so um, i'm excited and maybe this will kind of get my attention as far as wanting to watch um college college basketball so with that switching into gears man i don't know about y'all but i'm surprised that the networks haven't really been talking about it but tomorrow night we might have the show that we might have a preview of the western conference finals tomorrow night and that is one golden state warriors against the phoenix suns the suns have won 16 in a row the warriors have won i believe seven in a row and they have the league best record of 18 and two Suns have seven or seventeen to three. I think they started the season one and three, if I'm not mistaken, and ripped off sixteen in a row. Uh, I don't even think they've lost within the last thirty days, if I'm not mistaken. So this this is a big deal game. Um, mind you, the Warriors they're still shorthanded. No Wiseman, no Clay Thompson. They're actually down in the G League, trying to get some cardio up, trying to get some game time minutes in before they come up, um, which should be really in, in, within the next few weeks, uh, from what I'm hearing. But um, yeah, this is a game that I've circled my, I've had my eye on um, this for the last week or so. I, I thought I'm, I'm very, very surprised that the Suns have been able to rip 16 off. But I feel like people ain't giving the Suns enough enough credit. And I know that they won two games. They were up 2-0 in the NBA Finals and then lost four in a row against the Milwaukee Bucks. But, you know, this is a team that really, you know, they didn't really lose too many people. Um you know, they, they, they still got CP3, they still got uh, Booker, they still got DeAndre Ayton, they still got Cam Jordan, they still got Mikhail Bridges. They have a solid team. Um, meanwhile, this is the, you know, the Warriors, they're, they're, you know, I want to, they're back. I mean, we're we going to keep it a buck, they're back. <laughs> the Warriors are back. Um, and they're not even at full strength yet, but 
it seems like every time the Warriors have played somebody this year, they smoked them. I mean, we're not even talking about these games being close. Um, and it's usually right around the second half of the games that they've been playing where they just turn it up and they're just, I guess, smoking everybody off the court. Um, same thing yesterday when they played against the Clippers. I believe they were, it was about a tie game. Um, and next thing you know, they're up by 16. I, I believe I watched the game last week. I believe they were down by 20 against the Sixers and they turned back around and won by 20, um, which is a 40 point swing, which is, which is madness. You almost get down by 20 in the first half and you turn back and win by 20 in the second half. I mean, Steph Curry's going to absolute bananas, bananas. Um, Andrew Wiggins, who has finally sat in and that, that, that third option has been playing really, really well. Jordan Poole, I'm going to tell you all right now, I'm going to keep it a buck. I didn't know who this cat was, and I didn't know who, who I knew he was in Michigan. He had a pretty good career. I didn't. I thought that he he struggled a little bit his first two years, but they always say your third year is the year where you're supposed to be able to progress. He's kept it real, um, and he's been balling. Draymond Green looks like he's probably going to win defensive player of the year this year. Um, and, 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 you know, you got you got misfits like Otto Porter um, coming off the bench, Gary Payton Jr. coming off the bench. Uh, and, and they're they're figuring it out. So my only thing that it's going to be real real interesting to see is when Clay comes back. How is I know Clay will probably be coming off the bench initially, but once when Clay gets in that starting role, how is Jordan Poole's game going to transition from being a primary scorer, you know, one of the probably the second option of being a scorer, to coming off the bench playing with the second unit? Is his game still going to be able to translate? Is he still going to be able to produce like he produces as well? It's going to be very, very interesting to see, in my opinion. Um, but yet, I'm very, very excited to see this game. Um, I, I want it to be a good game. I hope it's a close game. Um, but at the same time, the Warriors have been, you know, they've been blowing people out of the water. Um, and it looks like this, they're back to their 2014, 2015 heydays. Um, and, and a lot of people still haven't, you know, are, aren't taking these, ain't taking them serious. So, but... Phoenix, this is going to be, this is a huge measuring stick for them. And I think, you know, with them blowing the nets out last, I think the other day, I believe either Friday or Saturday, you know, they, they, they've gotten it together. Devin Booker looked like he's getting it together. Um, DeAndre Ayton, who I say all the time, DeAndre Ayton's probably my favorite big man in the NBA. I think that guy doesn't get enough credit that he deserves, but I, I love me some DeAndre Ayton. Dude is, dude is solid. Um, so... It's going to be a very, very good game. Probably the game of the year. Um, I know I'm going to be watching it tomorrow, so we'll see what ends up happening. Um, and, you know, can the Warriors make it eight or can the Sens make it 17? It's, it's going to be either or, but it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be a great game. I'll tell you that right now. So, um, yeah, that, that's kind of my highlights of what's been going on in the sporting world. You know, with that being said, we're going to wrap it up right now. And before we wrap it up, we can't do we can't dip set without telling uh Tell them, tell them the Sports Business Podcast, the Dummy of the Day. So, you know, every time we leave, we always got to do the Dummy of the Day. So, my sister sent me this article a couple of days ago. And even till right now, I am still just mind blown on what I read. Um, apparently, uh, last week, a female passenger reportedly breastfeed fed a cat on a Delta Airlines flight. Um, so, yeah. Apparently, a person that was sitting in the seat is breastfeeding a cat and will not put the cat back in its car and it's in its crate um, when the flight attendant asked. So the pilot requested that the De- Delta record team, you know, they, they went in to see what ended up happening. Um, and I know that a lot of these airlines right now have tightened up the regulations regarding emotional support animals, but uh 
yo, I know the body can do a, a lot of different odd things, but I don't even want to get into it. But I know if I if I was sitting in 13B because the lady was sitting in 13C, I would have been raising all kinds of saying like, yo, get me up out of this seat, change me. But there comes a time and a place where enough is enough, and and it's just one of those bizarre stories. But I don't know who's the dummy of the day. I'm not gonna think of it. Is it the, the, is it the passenger or is it the cat? Is it the one that sat there and, and, and said, "Hey, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna breastfeed my cat on the." What was you thinking, lady? I mean, what was you doing? What was you thinking? So, like, don't. I mean, I'm all for for you know, I'm all for all the, the the you know being able to give more of our mothers more accessible places to utilize breastfeeding and breast pumps and things like that. But for somebody to do this with an animal on a plane enough is enough come on now if this was a child i'm totally on board i get it and your business do what you got to do to feed your kids i get that i'm all for it but when it comes down to a cat come on man what was you thinking so um yeah this lady on, on the you get the dummy today i mean my mind is still every time i read this article i'm just like i have more questions to ask so anyways i hope everybody enjoyed the show but yo email the show let me know at what point do you cut off the leftovers is it three days is it five days or you just keep eating until you're gone i'm a firm believer i'm gonna keep eating on this food until it's gone but um, i think i put enough of a dent in it so hopefully um i would say within maybe one or two more meals and i might i might be able to, to smash all these leftovers but yeah email the show s-p-r-t-z-b-i-z-n-e-s-s at gmail.com let me know when's enough when, when enough enough is for leftovers other than that, once again, my name is Eric Compton. You've been listening to the Sports Business Podcast. Like I said, this podcast is available on all platforms. Uh, and make, like I said, give us a five-star rating. We'll hit that link, subscribe, tell a couple of peoples about it. Uh, other than that, we're going to run it back next week. All right, we out.